welcome to Football Friday edition of Interesting to See, your daily sports podcast about news, narratives, takes, and gambling. I'm Nick. I'm here to tell you how to make money on football. Huge day around the NFL yesterday, of course. Some people changing teams, a reunion. We're going to start today with the greatest touchdown that has ever been scored in the history of football. And uh, I closed the YouTube video. I'm going to bring it up just for you guys. So what happened was the greatest thing that could ever happen to an offensive lineman. An offensive lineman in the Dolphins and Ravens game. Shh. God damn it, Gronk. An offensive lineman. In the, I'm a little hungover. I'm not a lot of hungover, so get off me. An offensive lineman in the Dolphins-Ravens game caught a screen pass that was not intended for him as he was a guard. It's not like a tackle-eligible trick play. A guard caught the ball, and then he rumbled and bumbled and stumbled and dove into the end zone on what was a miraculous touchdown. It was the greatest touchdown that has ever been scored. The greatest ever. The funny part about this is how everyone on the internet unanimously, unanimously loved it. Unanimously. Except one small subset of people. Do you have any guesses? I guarantee you don't. Former NFL offensive lineman. They were like, no one's even talking about how it was illegal. The broadcasters just called the play as if it was a normal play. The Schwartz brothers, uh, Mitchell Schwartz and Jeff Schwartz, Mitchell Schwartz, who was like the greatest offensive lineman in playoff history with Patrick Mahomes and Jeff Schwartz, who I don't know, he played, I guess I have no idea, but now he's famous for being on Twitter. Mitchell Schwartz tweeted a video of himself taking a knee when the quarterback accidentally threw it to him. And Jeff Schwartz said, I love how nobody was talking about it. And then there were, there were other offensive linemen. I'm not going to name names. It's really disappointing. You know what that is? Your parents will tell you that's jealousy. So let's play the play. I'm going to watch on YouTube. If you haven't seen it, you can just listen to the call. It was, he had to, ex- he dove and extended the ball over the goal line. It was incredible. Let's listen to jo- uh, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman freak out. Pass is caught by one of the linemen and had to have reported as eligible. Oh man, look at that stretch. Oh my God. That's unreal. Put it, put it in the Louvre. This is fantastic. Put it I in the Louvre. <laughs> that laugh right there. Across, but it doesn't count. Oh, you know, in that film room on on Monday when they glad he's okay. That was a not a good ball, but on Monday. Look at that smile. What a guy. Best day of his life. And the Dolphins beat the Ravens, of course, twenty-two to ten. The Ravens are trash. I told you they would be overrated trash, and they are indeed overrated trash. They just escaped the Patriots, or escaped Patriots, excuse me. They escaped the Lions, and they escaped the Chiefs earlier this year. College football last night, Sam Howell versus Kenny Pickett, and the real loser was the ACC. Uh, uh, Pitt won in overtime. I thought that uh, Carolina might beat him or piss him off, and I was kind of right. Sam Howell is going to be a better quarterback than Kenny Pickett in the NFL. That was my conclusion. It was easy to see. Just, I don't know, it just kind of looks like it. I don't know how else to say it. All right, let's get to the NFL news. A uh, lot going on in the NFL yesterday. First things first, Cam Newton is back with the Panthers. Yep, so to clarify, there's a new owner and a new GM and a new head coach. Cam Newton is the quarterback there, but he's had a lot of injuries and he's not the same. So the first thing they do is they cut him. They cut Cam Newton. And they say, get out. And he hates them and they hate him. And then he goes to the Patriots where he sucks. And then the Panthers, when they cut Cam Newton, they sign Teddy Bridgewater. And he sucks. So then they trade for Sam Darnold. And Cam Newton gets cut by the Patriots because he sucked. And now 
He's been out of the league for six months, and he's back with the Panthers. Just like everybody drew it up, he got the bag, too. He held their feet to the fire. Apparently, it's a one-year deal, which I don't know what that means. Does that expire week 10 next year? Who knows? So he's back with the Panthers, and Odell Beckham Jr. is a Ram. The Rams get another superstar player. Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be a Los Angeles Ram where he didn't get the ball a lot in Cleveland, and now Matthew Stafford, who's a famous ball distributor, has Odell Beckham Jr. to deal with. And, well, if he doesn't go to breakfast with Cooper Cup, and you don't know that narrative, they go to breakfast every morning, apparently. And if he doesn't go to breakfast with Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford, he's not going to get the ball. I don't know how else to say it. I don't know how else to say it. You got to go to breakfast, bud. Got to get your ass to breakfast. Free Odell Beckham Jr. He's been freed. Everybody on the internet yesterday, pretending to know Odell Beckham. People saying they got texts from him, and there was a big source fight. One guy, who's it? Schefter said he's going to be a Ram, and then someone else said he's got it between the Rams and the Packers, and then Schefter tweeted something that changed his story, which is something along the lines of he could probably maybe likely be a Ram, and then the Rams tweeted that he's a Ram, and then they deleted that tweet, for real. And then Jarvis Landry said, good luck in L.A. So I'm not really sure. I think that he'll be okay, but not great. And I don't think that the Rams will care. But everybody just wants to talk about the Rams. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if he's there. People in L.A. still don't give a shit about professional football. I, whatever. Uh, game last night, a couple things that wanted to talk about. The Tua Tagovailoa, Jacoby Brissett finger thing. So Jacoby was the starter because Tua was hurt. And then Jacoby got hurt, so they put Tua in. So I guess he wasn't that hurt like he could have started. And then... Jacoby turns out he was okay, so he could go back in. But then the coach, Robert Flores, was like, no, JK, just stay just stay out. So that means no one was hurt, I guess. Yeah, Robert, Robert Flores is going to be fired. So, yeah, that's going to be good for him, right? Good for all of us. Let's take a look at the NFL and college football weekend. We'll start in college where um, B-plus slate, I guess. Best Thursday night game of the year so far. Oklahoma's at Baylor. Baylor is our one true king and our only opportunity for Oklahoma to lose. We don't have to deal with an undefeated Big 12 team not making the playoff, which would be hilarious. Michigan's at Penn State. We're all counting on Penn State to end that annoyance as well. Minnesota's at Iowa. Who cares? Wait, wait, wait. Michigan's at Penn State. That game's at noon, but Minnesota at Iowa's at 3.30. Fellas, have you not been in the Big 10 for long enough? That Iowa game is an 11 a.m. local kickoff. Let's go. Let's go. Georgia's at Tennessee. RIP Tennessee. Purdue at Ohio, at Ohio State. Rut row. Rut row. I mean, I'm sure all week it's been like, they don't believe in you. You need to kill these guys. And I think Purdue probably gets smashed. A&M at Ole Miss. That's, I believe that's the evening game of the week. Either that or NC State at Wake Forest. College game days at Ole Miss, which they like to go to. Everybody likes Oxford, Mississippi. Wake at NC State. It's going to decide the ACC. That's what everybody. That's how everybody drew it up in the preseason. That's what people will say. Notre Dame's at Virginia. Upset alert for Notre Dame. Virginia's got one of the best offenses in, in the country. I don't know how that's going to work against Notre Dame, but Notre Dame is an ACC team, so they probably allow quite a few points. Yeah, I don't know. I think Virginia's going to score on them. That's that upset alert to watch for sure. Yeah, like I said, B plus late. Only two ranked on ranked games. No, three. Is there one in every window? No. Where is the 3 p.m. ranked on ranked game? These guys, oh, it would have been. Hold on. Purdue is not ranked in the AP poll, but they're ranked in the college football playoff poll. What the hell are we doing, guys? Ah, just a bunch of people want their opinions to matter this much. I just want to, I just want to choke them. Now I'm mad at the AP. How is Purdue not ranked? What do they got to do? They're in Indiana. They beat top five teams. 
My God. Get your head out of your ass. Let's look at some uh, spreads. Oklahoma's favored by 5.5 over Baylor. That doesn't mm, surprise me that much. Utah is favored by 24 over Arizona. God. What's the percent? Well, I want to see if there's any respect on Purdue's name. Where are you, Purdue? Yeah, so Purdue's number 19 in the college football playoff, but they're not ranked in the Associated Press. What the hell? I really, I don't understand. Ohio State by 21. That sounds right. I don't know. I don't think you can, they can't do it three times in a season. Can they? Can they? Can they do it three times in a season? I don't know. Let's look at the Notre Dame line. I want to see the Notre Dame line because I really think that they're going to have some problems. Notre Dame's favored by five and a half. It's on the road in Charlottesville. Is it Charlottesville? Yeah, it is Charlottesville. Yeah, I don't know. That's that, that's one to watch. Just saying, the over-under on that game is at 64. That seems a little low. It's. I think this is going to be like a 48-41 kind of like nobody can stop anybody thing. Or Virginia might be able to stop Notre Dame because they haven't decided who their quarterback is still to this day. Look, let's look at the NFL slate. It's a great slate of games, in my opinion. Lots of cool stuff happening. We have a press conference off. Detroit is playing uh, the Steelers. Those are the two best press conference coaches of all time, and Dan Campbell and Mike Tomlin. Dan Campbell, of course, is showing real promise as a quote machine in his rookie year, and is, is, is a, he's a transcendent generational quote talent, but Mike Tomlin is the quote goat. Uh, Bills at Jets. Uh, Josh Allen has forgotten how to play quarterback in the last month. I think that Josh Allen, he's such a kid that last year he was the best quarterback in the NFL or probably second best quarterback in the NFL because there were no crowds. I think he just gets really excited to play football in front of crowds and then he just freaks out. I heard the guys on Pardon My Take, they had a take, which was that he just needs to do like 100 push-ups right before the game, like on the sideline after the anthem. Like, you know what? Actually, yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. I like that. He just needs to calm them down. He's like a dog. He's kind of like, hey, sit. Stop trying to do so much. And then they call bad plays. The Bills and the Jets is a really interesting one. Let's look at some spreads. Falcons and Cowboys, what a classic game this is going to be. The Cowboys last year had the really stupid onside kick thing that led them to come back against the Falcons, and that's how Dan Quinn got fired from the Falcons. He's now the defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys. Kellen Moore is a super genius and will be an excellent head coach. He probably should be the first pick for the LSU Tigers now that I think about it. Uh, but he's the offensive coordinator for the Cowboys. Cowboys favored by nine. I hate that. I think the Falcons will absolutely cover that. The Jets line was 11. Now it's 13, huh, man? The Jets really suck. The Patriots are favored by two and a half over the Browns. Uh, that's a sucker line. Three points. No, thank you. I will take the money line. The Browns on that one. I should have best bets ready. I should have done more research, but like I said, I was a little hungover, and then I played a game of chess that took far too long because a kid wanted to draw it out, and he made me checkmate him, and what an a-hole that kid is. Colts and Jags. The Colts are favored by 10 over the Jags. I don't know what the hell the Colts are. They suck, but they don't suck. I don't really get it. Titans are favored by three over the Saints. Oh, man, I don't know. No Derrick Henry. I don't know about that one. I think that's like a recency bias line. Bucks are favored by 10 over the football team on the road at Washington. Uh, let's see a scroll. We don't have to go through every game. Cardinals are favored by 10 and a half over the Panthers. Are the Cardinals the best team in the NFL? I think that they are. I think that Cliff Kingsbury is the best coach in the NFL at this moment. The Vikings plus three at the Chargers. Love that money line. Wow. The Vikings only play close games, but will it be closer than a field goal? So you might as well take the money line. Take them to win. Denver's favored by two and a half over Philly. That's a sucker line. Denver sucks. They just had to get pulled some crap out of their ass against the Cowboys. Seahawks are, are uh, underdogs against the Packers. No word on Aaron Rodgers. Allegedly, he doesn't isn't cleared to play, but they have to, he has to take like an echocardiogram to make sure COVID hasn't raped his heart. 
the primetime games, the Chiefs and the Raiders, the Rams and the Niners, the Rams and the Niners. I think the Rams are going to put Kyle Shanahan out of his misery. I think we're going to be talking about his job come Monday. And, of course, the Chiefs and the Ra- I like the, the Broncos. This is a big this is a big week because the Broncos, if they are if what they did to the Cowboys was real, then they could win the division because nobody's good in the AFC anymore. But the Raiders, they could win the division, but they don't they have like a special teams coordinator as their head coach. Oh man. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to make of the Raiders. I really don't. Saw an interesting stat. Um wasn't a stat as much as it was a graphic. So the Detroit Pistons got Kate Cunningham first overall in the NBA draft. Jalen Green went second overall to the Houston Rockets, and Jalen Green had very much Aaron Rodgers syndrome. He thought he should be the first overall pick in the draft, and I don't really follow college basketball that well. And college basketball is a sport for me that is immensely impacted by COVID-19. I just don't care about watching it without crowds. College sports to me, without crowds, I couldn't do it. But I believe one of them was Oklahoma State and one of them was Oklahoma. I think Kate Cunningham was Oklahoma State and Jalen Green was Oklahoma. So they already hate each other. And now <laughs> they had this thing. They, they finally played each other in the NBA combined before they met. The Rockets and the Pistons had, I want to get this number right, 18 losses and two wins combined between the two of them. So neither of them are game changers at this point in time. Perhaps they will be game changers at some point in time. But that day is not this day. If you know what movie that's from, you're a nerd. But they will play pretty well against one another. Jalen Green, famously, all the time. It's like one of those Mariah Carey situations. Why are you so obsessed with me? Talking about trying to make Detroit regret it. You know what? I'll be honest with you. I didn't really look up who won the game. (laughs) Because they have two wins between the two of them. Who won? Was it the Raptors? Or I mean the Pistons or the Rockets? The Pistons won. Let's get the final stat line from the two nerds. Where are you, Cade Cunningham? Cade Cunningham had, had 20 points. How'd you do, Jalen Green? 23. Clearly, Jalen Green should have went first overall. That is the take that everybody must have, of course. That, that's the most important thing. If you can get on Twitter and scroll through some of the takes from last night's game, you really should. The final was 22-10. to 10. It was 6-9 to nine right at the, about the start of the fourth quarter. It was an atrocity. It was frankly far worse than any Big Big Ten game I've ever watched. Ever. It was insulting. And the takes on Twitter are immaculate. Immaculate. I highly recommend it. That's going to do it this week. We'll be back in Better Than Ever on Monday morning where we will be covering professional football and college football. Ole Miss, it's my alma mater. Big weekend for Heisman Trophy sort of favorite Matt Corral. I don't know. I feel bad about it. Wish me luck.